Welcome to BSD Talk number 78. It's Thursday, October 26, 2006. I just have an interview for you today, so we'll go right to it. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Chris Moore. Thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. So I wanted to speak to you today for two major reasons. One is the teaming up with iX Systems and also the beta release of PCBSD 1.3. So why don't we go on to the first topic first, and could you tell me a little bit about what you're going to be doing here working with iX Systems? Well, iX Systems has a good name in the FreeBSD community. Uh, Matt Olander over there is a marketing manager for FreeBSD, and uh, we've already worked in the past uh, doing the trade shows, for example, OSCon out here in Portland. If anybody's stopped by the booth out here, you've probably seen both of us there the past couple of years. They've supplied us with some hardware and stuff in the past for running some servers. And uh, they, they have uh, provided a lot of professional resources to help PCBSD get going here. And we approached the idea of possibly merging the companies a while back, letting, uh, buying out PCBSD and becoming part of IX Systems uh, maybe a year ago. And uh, just kind of started working on it over the summer to see if anything would come of it. And uh, we decided finally to go ahead because we felt like uh, this would give us a lot more presence in the business community where PCBSD was lacking right now, where they felt like they needed a professional company backing them to uh, fully trust the operating system. And I'm sure a lot of people who use PCBSD might be a little worried that you know, you're such a catalyst for the project. Are you continuing on to work full-time with PCBSD? Well, correct. That's actually one of the things they're going to be providing for us right away is uh, starting November 1st, I'll be working full-time on PCBSD and you know taking on a lot more responsibility there, obviously. Before, I had 100% ownership in the PCBSD software company I, I founded to help protect some of the names and trademarks and such. And what's happening is now I'm still got a part ownership in that with iX Systems. So I'm, I definitely see a lot of interest, and I have a lot of reasons to continue to see PCBSD succeed, and I'm going to give it my best shot to make it happen. And hopefully this will allow you to code full-time without those little thoughts in the back of your head of how am I going to feed my family. Correct. That's that's very important. Right now it's only been a hobby on the side where I have a few free hours and I'm able to go ahead and do some programming or I can spend those few free hours answering emails or doing what needs to be done. But this is now going to give me eight hours plus a day where I can do both or get a lot more coding done a lot quicker and, and do important bug fixes and such that people are going to expect Plus, it opens up the door with the financial backing where we could potentially hire others down the road and expand the project even further, giving it a more professional feel. Yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to ask. You know, Does this additional capital allow you to bring more people on to work full-time on PCBSD? Correct. That's, that's the plan down the road. As we establish ourselves more in the business community and potentially have some customers wanting to pay for uh, phone support or email support, that's going to free up the capital where we can begin to hire additional folks as well. It might be tech support or web design or other C++ developers, shell scripters, and whatnot, but uh, that at least provides the opportunities I wouldn't have had on my own. And are you going to also be devoting some time trying to make sure that PCBSD works really well with the hardware that iX System provides? 
Well, yeah, definitely. Um, we're we're kind of talking about that right now, how we're going to offer maybe some pre-built systems that you can purchase that already has PCB uh, pre-installed for MyX systems. But uh, right now, they already specialize in a free BSD server. So pretty much everything FreeBSD will run on uh, PCBSD will already at the gate. So I'm pretty comfortable working with them on that. They already have a lot of expertise in that matter. Are you going to be telecommuting, or are you going to be going into a cubicle every day? No, no, no. I'm still going to stay at the same place. I'm going to live up in Washington State, uh, just outside of Vancouver. And uh, they're down in San Jose, California. So I'll go down occasionally and meet with them, and I'm sure we'll be doing trade shows and stuff together. But for the most part, I'll be here telecommuting, which uh, is nice. I get a little less time driving, more time working. <laughs> yeah, well, I think everyone is very excited about what's going on, and we're really hoping that there'll be some, you know, to use these buzzwords, some synergy between these two companies where something even better will come out of the mix. Well, that's what we're hoping. If you uh, take a look at our website today, we posted a link over to an article from a server watch. I think it was server one of the server magazines online talking about the acquisition of PCBSD now provides a challenge to Linux uh, where we could potentially make some inroads into places where Linux has traditionally been in the business market. One thing I think a lot of people will be looking at is your beta release. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit delayed. We uh, Obviously, I was working a lot on getting this deal secured with IX Systems, so we're about a month behind releasing the beta, but it was well worth the wait. We've written a brand-new, from-scratch system installer. It's a lot more powerful than the old one was. It has some more options as far as setting up firewalls, partitioning, adding different types of users, including some things like setting up a new server install, which I know you were going to ask me about. And it's definitely a new look and feel. looks a lot more professional. If, in case you haven't tried it already, it's still up on the website free for download until we release beta 2. But uh, definitely taking a step in the right direction. When you do a server install of PCBSD, is it just a pretty installer for FreeBSD, or are there additional features that PCBSD provides for the server end? Well, it can be. Right now, what's going to be happening with the server install is it's going to install basically the same packages you would have on the traditional desktop, but it's also going to be setting you up to boot directly into a Fluxbox-based environment with iDesk running in the background. One of the things I've heard from folks and seen from a lot of the FreeBSD server guys is they don't want to have KDE necessarily running 24-7 on a server, eating up resources when it's designed to be a server. And uh, Fluxbox is definitely one of the window managers of choice for some of these folks. So what will happen is Fluxbox will be running on the system so you still have access to your GUI and your uh, setup tools. Potentially you could even use PBIs there as well. But on the other hand, you could still log out and go into KDE temporarily if you need to uh, do some, some additional work within KDE or want to do some other desktop stuff. But I think it will make it a good choice for uh, – guys who are just using traditional FreeBSD now, they'll have a nice graphical installer, a little easier way to set up tools and things like firewalls and services when we add more of these uh, utilities later on in future versions. And are you going to be developing PBIs for typical services? A PBI and you can instantly set up a Apache PHP server? Actually, we already have one. Um, up on the website, we have a PBI called a PAMP, which is you know PCBSD, Apache, MySQL, PHP where a couple clicks and it installs Apache, MySQL, PHP all working together, even installs MySQL admins, <laughs> or MyPHP admins, some of those other guys, so you can have a server up and running in a few seconds. That's ideally where I'd like to see it go in the future. But then again, if you're a, a real FreeBSD expert, you can obviously go to the command prompt and use your traditional ports and packages and, and customize it that way. We're not going to really hinder anything. 
it's really going to be up to the end user if they want to go the PBI route or customize their base system themselves. I also saw that the installer includes the option for installing onto mirrored disks. Correct. We want to start adding some other things. I don't know if it will be in 1.3 just yet, probably be a uh, version down the road. But we're starting to add some RAID tools, and we'll get some different uh, RAID options in the future. Right now we have mirror support, which is pretty simple to set up. It's just a matter of having two drives in the same system and just go in, tell it which drives the primary, which is the mirror. It does the rest. It sets it up, sets up the mirror. It even populates the mirror before you start installing your files. So everything's mirrored the first boot uh, on in. What about tools for the inevitable problem for rebuilding your RAID? Well, that's that's stuff we'll have to write, obviously. <laughs> we don't have a whole lot of stuff. All your command line options are still there from FreeBSD, obviously. But um, as me going full-time now, this will actually free up the time where if there's a demand for it, I'm sure we'll develop a tool for it. What version of FreeBSD is this based on? Still based on 6.1, whatever the most uh, current release version of FreeBSD is. Typically, when they come out with a new version, we'll evaluate it. You know, a month or two later, I'll come out with an update, which will update you to the latest, since I know people like to stay on current versions, and especially for desktop users, as new versions offer a lot more hardware support and such. And what about the features for BSD Stats? Can you describe what that is? Well, it's just a tracking service, basically. A BSD Stats has kind of taken off, and we've seen them in the ports collection for a while now. So what we're hoping on doing is by allowing uh, the anonymous submission of stats, just letting us know, hey, who's running PCBSD and what country they're from, gives us an idea of where our user base is. Potentially it could help us market it in those areas or come up with features specific to people who live in certain countries or who might be running certain types of hardware. Do you think that there's going to be a lot of pressure to offer other desktop options during the install? A lot of other free operating systems allow a choice of installed desktops. KDE is still my preferred desktop, and I would like to keep it that way. I don't mind adding the Fluxbox for the server side because that's going to be more the professional user anyway who's probably going to customize it and knows his way around the command prompt. But from a desktop perspective, as we market to uh, home users, it gets kind of confusing when you start adding multiple desktops, plus the support of them becomes kind of difficult because you've got programs with different libraries now. Different desktop links, things are all in different places, and even the people developing PBIs, that's just one more hurdle they have to overcome, making sure it works with all the various uh, window managers. And other desktop applications such as multimedia and Flash, how do you go about helping people install that stuff? We try and build PBIs of them whenever possible. Uh, there's already PBIs set up of various uh, Linux Flash compatibility stuff, uh, some various other web browsers like Opera, etc., Obviously, some of this stuff still needs to be ported over. We don't have a native version of uh, Flash or BSD yet. And that's another benefit we're hoping on uh, capitalizing on with the IX systems acquisition. With the more press and with the tracking from BSD stats, we may be able to convince companies like uh, Adobe to release a native version of the Flash player native for uh, PC BSD. Then it's really just a matter of packaging in a nice PBI and people are good to go. Yeah, same thing with Real Player and other popular tools. We'll now have a little more leverage in getting these things done. Uh, as we've seen recently, uh, Win for Bisbee, you know, the Win for Linux guys have released a native version now as well, allowing you to run Windows on the desktop. Another issue that people have, and, and unfortunately here in the United States with our software patents, certain software, even though it is technically available, is something mm -hmm. that a U.S. company can't distribute freely, such as the MP3 codecs and DVD playback. How do you deal with Correct. that? 
Well, to tell you the truth, we can't specifically endorse anything, obviously, because of these laws. We cannot endorse you downloading the DVD playback codecs or MP3s. There are some folks internationally where it is legal who do host PBIs they've created with those codecs that users could technically download. But again, we can't recommend that or <laughs> you know, advise that for folks because of the legal issues here in America. Now, if that changes at some point, sure, we'll offer them in the desktop. But for now, it's uh, always best not to get sued. <laughs> Yeah, I think a while back, Real licensed the MP3 codecs for the free downloads of their Real Player for Linux, but I'm not sure whether that bleeds over to the BSD side. I'm not sure either. I would have to look into that as well and see what's happening. I know there's some movement on the BSD front for Real Player, so uh, we'll see what happens when the native version comes out. And what version of PCBSD are you running on your desktop? It's a development system, so obviously it's a hybrid between 1.2 and 1.3 right now as I uh, do work to upgrade my base system here. Yeah, it's, it's basically almost 1.3. It's just I haven't upgraded some of the tools yet as I'm, I'm working on things I don't want to break potentially. And the question that all developers hate to answer, when do you think 1.3 will be released? With me going full-time here in November, or November 1st, I'm hoping we'll have a beta 2 copy out sometime in the first week or so of November Shortly after that, if uh, most of the bugs are fixed, we'll release a release candidate version and then the official release right after that. So I would anticipate sometime in November here, probably towards the end, just depending on how the release goes. If we have a ton of people download it and submitting comments and wanting different things fixed, obviously it'll take a little longer. But if it's pretty solid, we'll, you know, we won't hold it up for no reason. What's the easiest way for people to contribute and test? Well, just download the ISOs. Um, if you have a spare system, one you don't mind playing with or or uh, reformatting, feel free to grab it and throw it on there and uh, just see if it works the way you'd expect. If you run into bugs or if things crash or uh, don't load properly, just uh, get on our forums and, and check and see if somebody's posted it first. And if they haven't, go ahead and let us know or submit it to our bugs database. Is there or are there plans for other install methods besides just CD-ROM? Well, technically, I guess the only thing we have is the CD. I mean, obviously, you can always grab an external CD-ROM boot up off of that and do the install, but in the event that's not available, we're going to have to come up with an alternate method, maybe a flash drive. I'm not sure. How do you actually do it when you install other OSs? Are you using a flash drive or something to load it? Sometimes I can use a boot floppy and then, okay. then do a network install. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some of the other things, just looking as we move towards maybe more server installations, too. There may yeah. want to have some kind of network install and maybe even something similar to the kickstart or jumpstart mechanisms that you see out there okay. for automation. Well, that's actually something we'll, we'll have to look into. With the guys over at IX Systems, the way they set up their servers, I'm sure they already have methods where they do that. And we'll probably work with them and see if we can customize a way to do PCBSD that way as well. Possibly a boot floppy. And we've talked about doing this in the past, having some kind of boot CD or floppy that boots up and then just grabs it off the net live and uh, installs it on the box. So that may be a, a feature down the road. It won't be for 1.3, but yeah, 1.4, 1.5, sure, if we have time, we'll throw that in. And is it possible to take an existing FreeBSD system and layer your tools on top of it to get something that's pretty close to PCBSD? It could be possible. Right now we don't have a package per se where you could download it and turn it into PCBSD because there's a lot more involved than just that. It's a lot of configuration files set up and custom things that have been tweaked from KDE, for example, to make it work proper ways. Um, we could potentially make something like that, but again, it's going to be a lot dependent on your base system, so it could totally radically change your ports and your setup, and you may not be comfortable doing that as a FreeBSD administrator. So uh, we'll look into that in the future. Uh, for now, it's obviously just the install CD, but uh, you never know. If it's in demand, I suppose we could do it.
Do you feel that there's going to be some fragmentation in the BSD community? Are you creating yet another BSD distribution, or are you really going to be working hard to track FreeBSD? Well, that's what I would hope not to do. I don't want to have any kind of fragmentation at all. One of the goals that's been on the website for a long time, and when I started it, was to maintain 100% compatibility with FreeBSD. In other words, you can still run their programs on ours. I mean, PBIs obviously use our tools, and you couldn't load them on FreeBSD natively unless you went and compiled the source code. But we're not planning on forking or modifying any kernels or anything and, and making any compatible FreeBSD in any way. If anything, I'm hoping what PCBSD does is complement FreeBSD. And as uh, users become more comfortable and experienced using PCBSD, they'll dig down and start using FreeBSD underneath or download and install FreeBSD natively. I figure what's good for us will be good for them, and we can help promote each other. What about other architectures besides Intel and AMD? That's actually something that may come down the road as well. Um, I've had some requests for PowerPC processors. Um, We'll just have to evaluate that and look at it. Obviously, the first thing we want to target after uh, the regular i386 stuff is the AMD64 chips. That uh, We'll want to make a native version of that at some point down the road, and uh, we'll evaluate it and see what we can do. One big feature that's held me back from doing it right now is making sure the compatibility works, where if uh, you're running the 64-bit version of uh, PCBSD, you can also download and run 32-bit versions of PBIs. For example, if there's only a 32-bit version of Firefox, for example, with say or Opera or whatever, you know, whatever it might be that you can still run it and you're not limited to running just 64-bit programs. We want to make sure there's uh, flexibility there. How would you pitch PCBSD to somebody, and why might they want to choose that for their desktop? Well, first thing I'd do is I'd see if they have any experience using the various BSDs at all. Um, the one advantage I think BSD has over the Linux community, for example, is it doesn't seem as fragmented at the base OS level. You have a lot more solid core, but, you know, again, that's my opinion. People may disagree with that. But another big feature we're really hyping is obviously the PBIs for Windows users, for example. Yeah, they're not used to resolving dependencies or figuring out why my RPM won't install because it requires three other RPMs to install. PBIs makes that transition easy. And, of course, you have the typical things. It's, say, from viruses, spyware, those kind of deals. And with a great server base, it's very efficient and stable underneath. Obviously, more of a competitor to Mac OS X in that regard have, uh, with their Unix base. Yeah, I've heard some people refer to PCBSD as Mac OS X done right. That's a great compliment. <laughs> Thank you very much. What's nice is you're also not charging us $129 every six months. When you no, 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 no. Yeah, we don't We don't have any plans to close source it or make it a paid product or anything like that. It's still going to stay the same open source, same download. But just from the IX Systems perspective, we need to have the ability for businesses to have somebody they can A, call or B, email or get in touch with somebody when they have issues. And uh, that's what's going to happen here with IX Systems. We'll be able to offer that finally, which is one thing that's really hindered business adoption. You need to have that uh, that trust where they know there's a company that's backing it and professionally developing it, and they know you can get a hold of somebody when you need help. Are we going to have to start calling it IX Systems slash PCBSD? No, it's still still going to be under the name PCBSD. We're not rebranding it or anything like that. You could potentially say IX Systems is the company behind it, but it's... Uh, yeah, it is PCBSD, <laughs> so not going to change the website like that or anything. Are you going to be tapping into the technical support group at IX Systems? Uh, potentially. We may build a new one. We haven't uh, come to a final decision on how we're going to do that yet. I'd almost refer that to Matt over there and see what see what the plans are down there. Are there any other topics that you wanted to talk about today? 
Well, I think we've hit just about everything. Uh, just mentioned to some folks, thank you to everybody who's already been doing the beta testing on beta one. Uh, even though I'm not working full time yet, I'm still trying to put some time into fixing these bugs and getting things ready for the next beta and keep these submissions coming. So that makes it a better product for everyone else down the road. Well, thank you so much for your work on PCBSD. It's really quite amazing how much you've accomplished already. Oh, thank you very much, and thank you for giving me the interview today. Um, I, I really appreciate the community support. I mean, it's been tremendous. This was the project's only two years old at this point, I'd say, maybe even a little less, and just uh, had an idea one day and put something up on the web. Next thing you know, we got people left and right contributing and wanting to help and make it go. I think this is something that's been long overdue from the FreeBSD community, and I hope we can uh, help further their success as well. Well, you're in the spotlight, and the heat is on, and let's watch great things happen. <laughs> yeah, no pressure. <laughs> well, we hope we don't disappoint. Uh, let us know if they ever have any comments or if anybody wants to help in any way. We're always available on the web at uh, pcbsd.org. All right, well, thank you for speaking with me today. Thank you very much. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. Or if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 78.